Welcome to episode 6 of Born to be a Life Changer, a Guide Dog Puppy's First Year. We're dipping into Guide Dog Buddy's puppy diary from when he was 7 weeks old in November 2015 to when he went into early stage training in December 2016. In this episode, we hear about an exploding Big Ted, he has his first birthday and his last puppy class. August 2016 Wednesday 3rd. The PR gave me a thorough grooming today, something we both enjoy. After I'd had my fur brushed, ears and teeth cleaned and claws clipped, I checked myself out in the mirror to make sure she hadn't missed any part of me. There's no denying it, I really have grown into a handsome devil. Mind you, when my nose started to change from black to pink, the PR made jokes about colouring it in with a black marker pen. I've no idea what she's got against pink noses. I think it suits me. Sunday 7th. I really don't know what came over me this morning, but I had a mad moment and I chewed a hole in Big Ted. Of all my toys, I attacked my most favourite in the whole wide world. He's been with me since the day I arrived here. It was like, well, it was like I went into a trance and before I knew it, his stuffing was all over the place, just like those conservatory cushions a while back. I came up with what I thought was a good story, that Big Ted had suffered from a rare spontaneous internal explosion, but the PR stood with her hands on her hips and said she didn't believe me. I might as well own up straight away in future because she always sees right through me. Fortunately, because Big Ted is so ultra-special to me, she took pity and said she would fix him. She got out the sewing box, put all the stuffing back and sewed him up so he was as good as new. Wednesday 10th. It was a lovely day so the PR and PRH decided on the spur of the moment to go to Avebury again. It's definitely their favourite place. We did the same things we usually do, i.e. walked around the ancient stones and had lunch in the pub, but this time we paid a visit to the church as well. There was a sign on the door saying dogs on leads were welcome and that there were treats provided. Well, there was a water bowl inside the door, so I helped myself to some of that, but I didn't see any treats. It was lovely and cool inside and I sprawled on the floor, expecting the PR or PRH to find the treats and bring some to me. But all they did was wander around and take some photographs. I think they hadn't read the notice on the door. After another stroll around the stone circle, tea in the cafe and a quick visit to the National Trust shop, we headed back home for a nice restful evening watching the television. Thursday 25th. PR Sue and Rosie accompanied us to a very pretty town called Bradford-on-Avon. The train was busy as usual, but the PRs found a seat with some leg room. Rosie is still so small she can tuck herself out of the way but I have a very big body and long legs, so I had to lie in the corridor. This means that the PR has to move me if anyone wants to pass. When I was smaller, she could easily lift me and fit me onto her lap, but there's no chance of that now. I just have to squash myself as best I can in front of her legs. I don't mind if people step over me, as long as they don't tread on my paws or my tail or my nose. September, Saturday 10th. 
I've now had so much experience fundraising outside so many stores, I'm a real pro. All we guide dog puppies have to do is look appealing, which isn't at all difficult. We have to be patient and we're like magnets. The collection buckets are always very heavy by the end of each day. The length of time guide dog puppies can do these events is strictly according to age and I can do two hours now. The time always passes very quickly with all the people thrilled that they can make a proper fuss of us and ask questions about our training. The most common question though, and I hear it over and over again, and actually one I've begun to wonder about myself as the PR and PRH seem to love me very much, is how the PRs can bear to let us go when it's time for us to go to big school. They answer by saying that they know from the start that they are our custodians for just one year and the fact that we'll be going on to do such an important job when we leave them is what makes it all worthwhile. We are called life changers after all. Later in the afternoon, guide dog puppy Alpha came to stay overnight as her PR was going to a wedding. Alpha is younger and smaller than me, but she came barging in and helped herself to my toys and my bed and when we played together, I found out just how much she likes roughhousing. There must be something about small females because she's as bossy and domineering as Rosie is. Sunday 18th. Tomorrow I'm going to stay with PR Hillary for two weeks while the PR and PRH go abroad on holiday. It won't be a holiday for me of course because PR Hillary will still put me through my training paces but I'll have a jolly good time on playdates and free runs with my pals. I wanted to take my diary and Big Ted but the PR said no to both. I'd have plenty of company and toys, she said, and it would do no harm to go straight to sleep every night instead of writing in my diary. October, Thursday the 6th. The PR came early and picked me up from PR Hillary's, and I was pleased to see her, although I hadn't really missed her. I'd been far too busy doing my training and having fun with my pals. What I had missed was Big Ted. So when we got home, I did a quick patrol to make sure everything in the house was as it should be, including my toys being just where I'd left them. Friday 7th. It's my first birthday, so happy birthday to me. And of course it's Rosie's first birthday too. We went to PR Sue's house so we could celebrate together. They had bought us each a rosette, pink for Rosie, blue for me and PR Sue had made a special cake made out of kibble with a yoghurt topping. It even had a candle on it and we were told to make a wish before the humans blew it out and cut Rosie and me a slice. I don't know what Rosie wished for and of course I kept my wish a secret. But between you and me, diary, it was to qualify and go on to be a guide dog. After the cake we were allowed to open our presents. We each got treats and toys and Rosie agreed with me that we should have birthdays more often. When we left, I thought we'd come straight home so I could play with my new toys. But the PR stopped off at the vet for my regular weigh-in. Why, I thought, didn't she do that before I had the birthday cake? And why get me to sit on the scale while still wearing my lead coat and rosette, as they surely added a few grams? I needn't have worried, though. 
I'm a healthy 33 kilos, and when the receptionist saw my birthday rosette, they made a real fuss of me, which is always welcome. Tuesday, 11th. PTS Leanne met us in town to watch me lead the PR through a busy shopping mall, then round the streets, up and down steps, through sliding doors, through doors that swung open both ways and in and out of various shops. Of course, the session involved a visit to a cafe, but not only for them to have refreshments, but it was for me to demonstrate that I will lie down and wait patiently. PTS Leanne was very, very pleased with me and said that she's sure I'll go off to big school in a couple of months' time. Not all guide dog puppies get to go there for all sorts of reasons, so I'm feeling rather hopeful I'm going to make it. Saturday 29th. Rosie came to stay the night. The PR took a photo of the two of us having a little chat after an hour's mad running round and round the sofa, and she got all sentimental because it reminded her of a scene from a film called Lady and the Tramp. Well, Rosie isn't always a lady, and I'm certainly no tramp, but with a bit of computer wizardry, she recreated the scene for us. In the picture she created, we are lying side by side with a plate of spaghetti between us, and we each have a strand of spaghetti going from the plate into our mouths. The PR explained that in the film, it turns out to be a single piece of spaghetti, and as Lady and the Tramp suck it in, their noses eventually touch like a kiss. Oh, isn't that sweet? Monday, 31st. I was hoping for a free run today, but there was a thick fog over the village. The PR didn't want to let me go off lead because she said we might lose each other, which was nonsense and I told her so. All she'd need to do was blow the whistle and I'd come straight back to her. November, Wednesday 9th. A fantastic play date at PR Hillary's, followed by puppy class. As it turned out, this was my last class, because PTS Leanne confirmed I will definitely be going to big school next month. I'm so used to all the exercises now, I can do them without thinking, so I guess I really am ready for the challenge. I'm going to the same school my friend Nessie has gone to, so I hope I'll see her there. Sunday 13th. It's Remembrance Sunday. The PR has been wearing a poppy for a while and she put an enamel poppy badge on my collar to honour the dogs who'd served alongside the soldiers. She told me that dogs and horses had been some of the hardest and most trusted workers in World War I. All kinds of dogs had played all sorts of vital roles, including regimental mascots, guarding the trenches, finding wounded or dying soldiers on the battlefield, carrying ammunition and cigarettes, catching vermin. I hope I would have been as brave as my fellow canines. Wednesday 16th. Play date at PR Hillary's again. While the PRs did their usual sitting and chatting over tea and cake, I was expected to entertain PR Hillary's 12-week-old guide dog puppy, Jacko. He's a German shepherd and very cute but his needle-sharp teeth would sometimes latch onto me instead of his toys. Most of the time, he just wanted me to stand and hold one end of his tuggy while he chewed the other end. I was the same at his age, so was happy to indulge him until he got bored of the game and went off to do something else. 
Some people don't realise that German Shepherds are used as guide dogs. They think all guide dogs are golden retrievers or black or yellow Labradors or a cross of the two, like me. In fact, there are quite a few different breeds who do the job, including Labradoodles, Standard Poodles, Curly Coated and Flat Coat Retrievers and mixes of these, and I've met quite a few of them. PR Hillary had a Flat Coat Retriever when I first arrived on the scene, a very smart chap, but he left to go to big school before I could really get to know him. Saturday 19th. The PR came home with a present that a friend had given her for me a furry duck that was my going away present, because I'll be off to big school soon. It was very nice, but, oh, I don't know, that need to chew thing came over me again, and in a repeat of the conservatory cushion and Big Ted incidents, I'd soon chewed a hole and pulled all the stuffing out. When the PR saw it, I had stuffing hanging out of my mouth, and I said she could call me the exterminator. The PR didn't laugh and she said she wouldn't tell the friend because it would make me seem ungrateful. I'm not ungrateful at all. It gave me at least 15 minutes of intense pleasure. December, Thursday the 1st. I woke up so excited knowing that this is the month that I'll be going to big school. Unfortunately though, guide dog puppies have to have another dose of the kennel cough vaccine before going there. So off we went to the vet and up it went inside my nose again. I'll be leaving on the 6th, which has made the PR both sad and proud. But she's always known she was my caretaker for just one year and that I have more training to do for a very important job. She told me I'm allowed to take my piece of litter blanket and some toys with me and she'd made a label for my going away bag. It listed the possessions that I'd be taking, and I thought this was very nice, but pointed out with some dismay that there was something very, very important missing. Big Ted was not on the list. The PR explained that she wasn't sure I would be able to take him because he is big. But if that's the case, then I shall refuse to go. How can I face a future, no matter how exciting and important, without Big Ted? Monday 5th. My last free run with Rosie because we will be going our separate ways tomorrow. I'm going to big school in Southampton and she's staying with PR Sue a little longer because she has a rash on her tummy. It wasn't a very nice day weather-wise, poured with rain, but the PRs let us run wild in the woods and didn't mind a bit that we got wet and muddy. And when we got back to PR Sue's, we were allowed to run around the garden for another hour. I am really going to miss that feisty little lady. Tuesday 6th, the big day. The PR had my bag packed for when PTS Leanne came to collect me. I was so relieved to see that Big Ted is coming with me after all and the PR had changed my luggage label. She explained that she had thought he was too big for me to take but that she had been mistaken. The PR put on a brave face when PTS Leanne arrived about midday, but although I didn't look back, I know she cried as I went to the car. I wasn't really sad myself though. Of course I'll miss her and the PRH and the other PRs, and I'll miss all the other puppies. 
but there's an exciting time ahead for me, the next step in my illustrious career. I'll get to learn more things, meet new people and more dogs just like me. I need to get through early stage training and advanced stage training. So I promised her I would work really, really hard and qualify as a guide dog so she could be proud of me. This podcast series is adapted from the book of the same name, Born to be a Life Changer, a Guide Dog Puppy's First Year, with over a hundred colour photographs illustrating Buddy's diary extracts, it is entertaining and informative for the whole family and all profits are donated to Guide Dogs for the Blind. It is available from Amazon or contact me by emailing jmfpodcasts at aol.com. The work is the sole initiative of me, the author, and is not a Guide Dogs for the Blind production. Thank you for listening. I look forward to you joining me in the next episode.